Hello, hello. Hey up, what's up, what's good? Welcome to the Any Given Runway Show. I'm your host, Randall Carlton Green. Any Given Runway celebrates the exploration of new cultures by highlighting some of the most interesting, intellectual, and artistic people in the world. Everyone has a story. Each person is a scholar. We have a great show for you today with an amazing guest as we welcome sports and business writer from Sportico, Jacob Feldman. Jacob stopped by the show to give us an update on some of the articles that he completed recently, which focus on some of the new trends in sports business. Through the constant evolution of technology, the sports and business landscape is often filled with new concepts and ideas, and it may be hard to keep track, especially because it seems like we're constantly inundated by new terms such as cryptocurrency and NFTs. In his writings for Sportico, Jacob is constantly on the lookout for the cutting-edge stories, and he breaks down the rudimental concepts in a way that both a technological early adopter or a Luddite, like my friend Nick Poole, can equally understand. Now, on today's episode, Jacob and I chat about a few different topics that he's worked on recently. And at the top of the list, it's digital horse racing. I was incredulous when I first heard about digital horse racing through the company Zed Run. And on today's episode, Jacob discusses how it works and why it has become so popular. Jacob also discusses the new app Buzzer, which focuses on micro highlights, allowing one to stay up to date without being part of a bigger subscription service. And lastly, Jacob brings us up to date on Overtime, the sports media startup that has raised over $80 million in funding from some prominent new investors. This was such a fantastic conversation because Jeff is such a gifted writer. I love the stories in which he's chosen to write about. It'll make your head spin. Day by day, there are new blossoming business opportunities for athletes. And now more than ever, in this player empowerment age, athletes are going the non-traditional route when it comes to signing endorsements or being involved in business opportunities. Thrilled for everyone to hear this conversation. So let's go ahead and bring on sports and business writer from Sportico. Jacob Feldman, and let's learn. This week, I stumbled across an article. I was just thunderstruck from it. Digital horse racing. So many questions about it. I had to reach out to you. Digital horse riding. Tell me about Zedron. What is this? Yeah, well, you know, there's the, there's the long story and the even longer story. So probably the best way to, to, to begin to get into it is, you know, horse racing. Everyone knows horse racing, right? You know, Kentucky Derby one of the oldest sports in America, one of the most you know, traditional kind of iconic American traditions. One of the big reasons for that is, is sports betting. Uh, and the fact that people around the country, around the globe are, are betting on these races. And a lot of them want to bet beyond the three hours on a Saturday or, or a few weeks a year when there are uh, racing going on. And so first off, they would bet on races happening in Saudi Arabia, happening around the world 24-7. Then even that wasn't enough. And so then um, these companies created what are basically slot machines, but they're called animated um, horse racing. So, you know, you, you pick a horse and, and then it shows a little kind of animation and it's, you know, you, you can do that at the bar or whatever. Um, so these guys in, in Australia, Zed Run, they come along and, and they kind of want to combine two things. They want to combine that world of horse racing and, and these people who either love or, or are addicted uh, to horse racing, depending on your, your standpoint. And then this digital world that, that's blossomed over the last couple of years. So whether that's the Sims or, or Neopets, or if you're more into, you know, the cryptocurrency world, there's this thing called CryptoKitties, um, where you can buy these, these cats that you could breed online. So they combine that idea with the horse racing idea to what became Zed Run, which is it's a concept where you buy a digital horse and, and they used to be 20 bucks. Now they're like 10,000 bucks. Um, and then you spend money to put them in races and then you win money if, if they win the race. So that, that's kind of the, the basics of it. And then it only gets uh, crazier from there. For me, it felt like just another step towards the matrix 
or Ready right. Player One, something like that. To an outsider, maybe someone who's older who's not really as familiar with technology, their first thought was, well, how's it work and where's the value? But this is real money that people are using. Yeah, this is this is real money and, it, and it's big money. Yeah, so, so like I said, when they launched 2019, you could get these things for 30, 40, 50 bucks. Um, but now, and now it's a big spread. So you can still get some for 30, 40, 50 bucks and we'll get into this, but those are ones who are, who are bred. So that they're not as, as valuable, as fast, as rare as the original ones that Zed made. Zed is only going to produce 38,000 horses and then they're done. And, and some of within those is only a thousand of the most rare, which are called Z1s. It's actually funny, you know, that the breeds are named after different cryptocurrency legends and in jokes and all that. So uh, you, you can get into that if you want, or you can skip it entirely. But the, the rarest ones, yeah, those are 10,000, 20,000. One of them even went for $125,000. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's serious money. I created a Z account earlier and I found uh -huh. to go to the marketplace and they're sold out. There's nothing available. Yep. So this is something that they're controlling as well to keep from inflating too much. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's what a lot of these kinds of, I don't know if you're familiar with NBA Top Shop, but they kind of went to the same model where they're going to drop a bunch at once and immediately sell out. And, and part of that is, you know, the, the hype factor, you know, it's what people are doing with sneakers these days too. Um, you know, of trying to make it as exclusive as, as possible. And that kind of jacks up the interest in the price and, and, and all that. So yeah, they've got to move to this drop model. So you kind of have to, you know, they've, they've got a big community on Discord, so you kind of follow in there to see when they're going to release new horses and then hope that, you know, your internet is good enough and that your transaction goes through and, and you can nab one of these things. There's multiple aspects. You can own a horse. They can also participate mm -hmm. in races. And what are some other things that you can do? Yeah, so, so right. So you buy a horse. You get to name the horse. It's one of a kind. It's got a special look and it's kind of collectible in that aspect. And you can, they even have some, some augmented reality features you can bring it into your room. That's, that's you know, the, the, the basic element. And then the next step, right, is the racing. So there's five classes of, of horse based on how experienced they are. Um, so you spend 20 bucks, you put them in a race. If they win, you get 200, give or take. That's, that's the idea. Next step, you know, getting kind of even, even crazier a little further along is, is the breeding aspect. Um, so that's this idea. You can put up your horse uh, and set a fee, and then someone else can come along, pay that fee, uh, breed with your horse, and take uh, the offspring. And, and that offspring will have attributes, um, which are, you know, some of this is hidden and sh shrouded in secrecy, but those attributes are somewhat based on the two parents. Um, you know, it's impossible to know exactly kind of what kind of horse you'll get, but the, the, they say at least that the, the result is, is based on those two parents. And, and then you can race that horse or you can breed uh, that horse and, 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 or sell, you know, selling is obviously also a big part of this. So you've got guys who, who are on, uh, out there, you know, monitoring race stats so that they can try to find an undervalued horse and flip it or, or train a horse or breed a horse. You know, it's an entire uh, kind of ecosystem now, people who living and, and, and working and playing in, in this world. I feel like many users would be concerned about the authenticity of the results. You go to a regular mm -hmm. race and there's a lot of factors that come into play and no one is really controlling that. Consumers would be worried about someone controlling the results, manipulating them almost like a casino might. What's the plan? Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. And, and, and that's one of the things, you know, this is such a new community. Um, there's still a lot of debates, like even within the community about how, how public some of those algorithms should be. Um, you know, the Zed Run, the, the, the company behind it, you know, says that they've brought in mathematicians to develop this algorithm that it's, it's quote unquote, provably fair. Um, and that, you know, it, it takes into some factors about the horse. And then there's also obviously a randomness element to it such that this, you know, there isn't one horse that's going to win every time. Um, and, and over time, they want to add, um, you know, some other, some other track factors like, 
like, uh, you know, maybe the track could be different altitudes or different um, materials, you know, dirt or grass or what have you, like we have in, in real horse racing and kind of add to the variability too. So that, that's being developed, uh, and, you know, as, as we speak. Is there any concerns of the legality of it? I know sports gambling is becoming more legal as, as it goes mm -hmm. on. Where does that fall? Yeah, so getting back to you know how, how we started this discussion around the, you know the, the industry that this was inspired by. So these guys right now you cannot go on there and bet on a race, um, but that is their vision: is that you don't have to buy a horse. You can just log on at eight o'clock, see what the races are. You know, look up some of the horses and say, "Oh, I love this horse. Either I love its color or I love its track record," uh, and bet on it. But you can't do that right now because of, like you said, um, I mean the regulations for 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 betting and for sports betting in particular are just. I mean, they're, 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 and they should be, but they are super in-depth and, and it's hard. It's a, it's a big uh, hurdle to climb because like you said, they don't want, you know, anything shady going on. Um, they don't want anyone scamming anybody. Um, so over time that will roll out probably more likely in other countries before the U.S. just because of how regulated the U.S. market is. Um, but they, they do want to grow a lot. And to do that, they are going to have to work with, with the U.S. regulators. It was a fascinating story, but it wasn't the only big story this week that caught my eye. A couple other articles. First of all, Buzzer. This is, this is interesting yeah. as well, because I think Buzzer is, is, is a substitute for a new streaming program in a way. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's an interesting concept. So it, it, it started from this guy who used to work at Twitter. Um, and the basic idea is you, you log in, you create an account on Buzzer. Um, right now, their deals are only with the NHL and PGA, so hockey and golf, but they're hoping to add other leagues. But you you say, these are my favorite teams, my favorite players. Um, and they'll notify you, you know, so I'm from North Carolina. I'm a Carolina Hurricanes fan. So I've got it set up so that when the Hurricanes are playing a close game, I get a, I get a buzzer notification. And I tap that and I spend 99 cents. Um, and I get to watch two minutes uh, of a hockey game. So um, the, the, the basic idea is, you know, there's those moments where you're on Twitter, you're texting with friends, you know, Steph Curry is going off tonight or, or this game is going into triple overtime. and and you want to watch, you want, you, want, you want to catch it live before you see it on Twitter. You know, it's one thing to kind of see the highlight clip or, or to hear the news or whatever. That's exciting. But to, to, to be there to see it, um, to talk about it with your friends as it's happening is really where, you know, the action is in sports. And so they, they want to make that easier so that you're not, you know, what channel is it on? Do I have access to it? Um, they, they, you know, the, this micropayment system that they've set up will, will cut through some of that. It's so efficient to me because how many times have you heard of a sporting event going on, but you don't turn it on. You maybe just look at the score casually, but then when mm -hmm. it's close, you're like, okay, I'll turn it on. And I think of Jalen Suggs with, uh, yeah. with Gonzaga. And I also think of last night, Joel Embiid shot. At home sure. as we went in. Is there a way to re-up if the, your, your time runs out? Can you, then you purchase another two minutes? So, so not currently. The way it works now, and, and this kind of gets into their business model, but, but what they want to do is then, you know, you watch two minutes. And they say, if you want to watch more, go check out, you know, the NHL TV subscription, which is like 30 bucks a month or whatever. Um, and, if, when, and if you buy it through them, then they get a cut of that. And the NHL obviously gets a big cut of that. And then you can watch, you know. So, so it's, kind of, it's kind of a mix of the micropayment and then also kind of, you know, that free trial model of, you know, taste it before you buy it. Yeah. And it seems like an intermediate aspect before we get into something bigger, especially with mm -hmm. the sports joining of it. I think it's, I think it's Absolutely. fantastic. Yeah. Another big business news and sports this week was overtime. I am fully mm -hmm. behind this idea and I'm not going <laughs> to do towards college basketball, but what's overtime? Yeah. So overtime started, uh, I want to say five years ago now as basically just like an Instagram page. Uh, and they, they would do highlights from mainly high school basketball games. That's really where, where they got their start. So guys like, um, 
you know, Lonzo Ball, Zion Williamson, you know, kind of these, these young stars of the NBA really started building a big audience on, on, on overtime because these kids have watched their highlights. Uh, and so they've grown and grown. Uh, they've done deals with bigger and bigger leagues, and now they want to start a league of their own. Uh, and, and like you said, I mean, this comes at this, this moment in time where a lot of people, I don't know where you fall on this, but a lot of people feel like college athletes should be getting paid, um, which is how, how I come down on it. You know, there's a lot of technical details to work out, but I think we're moving in that direction. So they want, they're going to bring in, I want to say 20, maybe 20 to 30 of the top basketball players, uh, ages 16 to 18. So we're talking juniors and seniors in high school, maybe freshmen in college, freshmen in college. And they're going to pay them a hundred thousand dollars, so a serious, you know, a, a serious salary. Um, and, and they're going to do they're offering education as well to to train these guys um, for the pros. And then while they have them for that year or maybe two years, um, you know, they're going to continue to generate content because that's really where they make their money is is you know clips and, and behind the scenes shows and lifestyle shows. Um, you know, it's kind of a mix of kind of that MTV ESPN for for Gen Z. And recently this week, it was in news because of the additional investment. And it's, it's, yes. it's not necessarily the amount that intrigued me, but it's who was the investors this week. Yeah, yeah. So they've, they put in some big time investors over time. You know, David Stern, when he was still alive, was actually one of their first investors. Uh, but, but this one takes the case. So, so Jeff Bezos, former CEO uh, of Amazon, through his you know, private uh, venture, is, is investing in them. Drake, uh, the rapper, obviously. A ton of, of basketball players, Trey Young, Alonzo uh, Ball, who I mentioned. You know, basketball players really know, they know it. You, you don't make the NBA without knowing what overtime is. So these guys, um, you know, really know about the platform and know about the folks behind it. A ton of them are into it. And then, and then you've got, you know, your, your VCs, your, your venture capital people who see this as, as potentially, you know, the next DSPN and, and are getting in uh, as well. What does this do to the future of the NCAA basketball? That's a fantastic question. And, and, you know, overtime isn't the only one kind of poking around this. There's another story today. I didn't write about it. Um, but there's another collegiate league that's forming. Um, and, and they're going to offer salaries as well. Uh, they're going to actually have more players at a slightly lower salary, so it's a slightly different model. Um, but you got them, and then you know the G League has started paying some some high school players, and, and that's run by the NBA. And then you obviously you've got the international circuit as well. So these, I think, increasingly you're kind of seeing you know poking some holes in the dam, saying um, you know for now these are really only the top top guys. If you're not going to guarantee to make the NBA, it probably doesn't make sense to do this because. Um, of having to turn down the NCAA eligibility. Um, so we're talking, you know, 20, 40, 50 guys, but over time it's going to add up. And if they are, it remains to be seen, you know, who's going to go this overtime route. But if they are able to pull, you know, the top five picks in the draft or something, I mean, that, that would be devastating for, for, for the NCAA model. And it would also force the NBA to change their draft rules. Exactly. And that's part of, I think, what overtime is betting on here. But by going 16 to 18, they're kind of saying, you know, once the NBA starts letting 18-year-olds uh, go to the draft, we want to be the year before that, the last year of high school. Um, and I, that, that, you know, I haven't talked to anybody about that recently, but generally there has kind of been momentum that within the next couple of years, it, you know, this one and done thing just really hasn't worked for a number of reasons. And, and, and now these kids are, are you know, they're, they're, the spotlight is on them at 13 or 14. You know, but it used to be, you know, it felt weird for, for 18-year-olds to go to the NBA. They didn't seem to develop. But now, I mean, these guys are, Zion is a star at 15 years old. I mean, it's, it's crazy to make them wait four years before – uh, he, he can start earning a paycheck. Well, in the last article that you wrote this week, I want to talk about was virtual reality training, cognitive yeah. in hockey. So what's that? So, so tell me, have you, have you ever tried virtual reality? What, what's your history with it? Uh, not, not on the level of, of, the, of what the <laughs> levels are doing. But yeah. 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 You got a general sense of it. So, so yeah, you, so this, this company, Sensorina, it's actually uh, based in Prague. It's a European company. Um, but what they, what they've created is, is it's between, you know, it's basically a game. It's, it's pretty much a game. So you put on a VR headset 
and it looks like you're on the ice. Um, and, and you can either play as a goalie or a skater. And, and they've got a number of drills. So if you're a goalie, you know, you get pucks shot at you and you move your arms and you try to stop um, the pucks. It's, you know, simple enough. And, and, and for goalies, that's important because, you know, reps are everything. You, you can't, you, you, I mean, you, you need a ton of experience to, to stop shots that are coming that fast. But, you know, it's, it's physically taxing to get, you know, pucks shot at you for, for hours a day. You just can't do that. Um, so this kind of allows goalies, especially, you know, if they're recovering from a concussion or, um, you know, if they're a young kid and it's summer and they don't have ice to go to. Um, so, you know, basically the idea is to, to, to increase the, the exposure to that. And so um, they really grew a lot last year when, when no one could, could step on the ice because of COVID. And so now, now they're a little bit bigger. The VR technology has gotten a little bit better. So, yeah, the New Jersey Devils uh, brought them as, as an official partner. So the Devils goalies are going to use the technology. And there's also some, some marketing components, too, as they try to grow uh, in the U.S. Lots of marketing opportunities. And I know VR has been around, but it astounded me the fact that it was actually being used on the professional level, which I think is fantastic. Yeah. And it's actually caught on a little bit more even. I mean, because for a while, it was really just too expensive for, for the average person. You know, it was $1,000. And you would also need a computer that would run it. I mean, now it's gone down to about 300 bucks. But the last three, four years, the business has been in that professional development. So there's a lot of um, quarterbacks in the NFL and, and college that use this um, just to kind of look at plays without having to get 11 guys out there. You know, it's the same idea of kind of wanting to get that repetition, that being coming comfortable in that world um, where VR makes a lot of sense. Reaction time is key in pretty much every sport. These articles were all in Sportico. How often do you write for Sportico? Yeah, so it's, um, you know, sometimes it's, it's five stories a week, you know, three to five stories a week, I would say, depending on kind of the length. And, but yeah, it's, it's a ton of stuff going on. So my, my main, you know, areas of coverage, as you can tell, are digital, you know, tech, media, those kinds of worlds. And um, this last year in particular, you know, everything is kind of up in the air and it's been, been really exciting to, to, to track it. Have you always been interested in tech or did you fall into it or just was it natural progression because of the stories were there? Yeah, it's pretty natural progression. So I, I started at Sports Illustrated uh, out of college about six years ago and, and I started in the NFL, you know, covering, going to locker rooms, covering games, all that kind of thing. And, and just over time, you know, being the guy who was interested in this stuff, but these, these kinds of stories kind of made it uh, to my desk. And, and, and then, um, you know, a few years ago, I, I kind of leapt into it and just said, I'm just going to do this. You know, there's plenty of people writing about the NFL. Um, it, it's going to take a long time to, to, to get to the level of, of a Peter King or an Adam Schefter or what have you. But, you know, this tech world is so new that I can really, uh, I thought, you know, make a difference uh, a lot quicker. I think you have. I think being an early adopter, <laughs> maybe some people be, might be more Luddite, not open to these. And I know that exactly. among some of my friends, when they first heard it, they're like, I have no yeah. clue what's going on. So. It's been a lot of fun. Like you said, it's been a, it's been a busy week, but uh, this stuff has been, has been developing, you know, super fast and, and, you know, I, I write a story like this and I get three more messages about crazy stuff I haven't even heard of before. Uh, so it's, it's a lot of fun. Well, I guess maybe a super vague question. With all the change of the last year, what are some of the maybe the outlandish ideas that you've been hearing that aren't necessarily feasible yet, but in the future that might surprise us? Yeah, well, like I mentioned in the Zed Run story, I mean, this concept of, you know, Ready Player One, Metaverse, Virtual World, whatever you want to call it. Um, you know, I, I think it was a joke a year ago, right? Two years ago. And, and now people... People are taking it seriously. There's big money behind it. Um, and, and what, the, so, you know, for my position, I come at that wondering what that means um, for sports because sports take place in our world. I, I don't know, you know, how replicable the NFL is to, to a virtual world. And um, I think there's just going to be some extreme disruption in that. And, and the question of whether we're all, you know, pretending to be NFL players in the virtual world um, or whether we are watching something, you know, that, that remains to be seen. And, 
and and um, you know, I think a lot of people are going to be wrong over the next few years in terms of where we're going, but one or two will be right. And 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 the, I mean, the the sky's the limit for what's what's possible right now. I feel that value is in the eye of the beholder, and yeah, a generation now that literally grew up on video games. So a virtual world mm -hmm. was not foreign to that. It was something this exactly playing Madden and even not just playing video games, but watching others play video games. Yeah, 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 for real. And 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 you know, I was thinking about that recently with this with this NBA Top Shot thing where, you know, people have been collecting sports cards for a hundred years and, and all of a sudden digital sports cards come along and you can tell some people are like, I, what what does that even mean? But uh, you know, people under 20 are like, of course, why would I want, you know, a piece of cardboard when I can have a digital card that I can show off to my friends online and I can trade it and buy it a lot easier and, and I can gather my collection all in one place and take it with me when I move. And, and there is, you know, a, an extreme generational shift in that. And, and, and one side does not understand the other side and vice versa. You've got me just my head buzzing on the idea of, <laughs> could, you know, when, when they talk about problems in, in certain sports like baseball being too slow. Could there be a virtual baseball league that we all flock to that becomes mm -hmm. our new thing? I, I I would be surprised if there wasn't, you know, to be honest, I think the, the ability to recreate, you know, physics and, and recreate for, for me, the one of the things I don't know. There's, so um, there's this, there's this company, Blaseball, B-L-A-S-E-B-A-L-L. -L. If you want to have your mind blown, it's, um, it's, it's sort of like Zed run, but it, it's, 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 uh, it's a website. It's like a baseball simulation, but they have, there's like meteor strikes. There's like a, and this, I, I'm, you know, an outsider to this, but, there's like a peanut alien that took over the world and all the baseball teams, you know, and, and it, it's utterly absurd to 99% to of baseball fans. But if, if it, if it strikes your fancy, um, you know, it's, it's, it's suck. People are addicted to it too. So um, it, people are going to figure this, this stuff out. Well, it's no different than the old dice rolling roto games too, as well. That yep. Yep. So it's just an advanced form of technology. Another mm -hmm. thing that you write apart is, the Sunday long read. I think it's a fantastic idea. I think, especially because the idea of Sundays being that day, get out the old long paper, get all the old paper and read that. That article is going to take you 10, 20 minutes. What's the Sunday yeah. long? Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's a fun project that I started now. Uh, we're, we're a little over six years old now, so it's been around. But uh, like you said, weekly emails, Sunday mornings. Um, you know, I spend all week reading journalism. You know, it's something I, I love. And, you know, I cover news. You know, a lot of the stuff I write is, is shorter. Um, and, and kind of, you know, detail oriented, but I, you know, I love those stories, right? 15 minutes, get to know somebody you don't know, or, or go behind the scenes with, with a star or learn about an issue that you didn't know anything about. Um, you know, th those kinds of stories just really make me feel better about, about the, the journalism world because it's, we're so inundated with stuff now. Um, it, I, I found it's hard to kind of take that time away. So we, we kind of really wanted to create that time to, to enjoy and to celebrate, you know, th this work that a lot of it is, is you know, meaningful work. And so, you know, we would put together, usually it's 15 to 20 stories. So we're talking, you know, 20, 20, 20 times 20. That's, you know, that's six hours of reading, basically, that we're, we're giving you every Sunday. You know, no one does it all. Obviously, we don't do it all. Um, so me and, me and Don Van Nout is my partner. So we each bring in, you know, about half of it. Um, and then, but we hope that, you know, there's usually two or three stories there for, for, for everybody and, and just trying to get the word out, you know, about, about this great work that sometimes, you know, gets passed over for the trending topic of the day and, and the silly debate that we're all, you know, wasting our lives uh, reading about. You know, it's refreshing to have those long ones that have some substance and depth. And especially if it's on a regular schedule, you know, hey, Sunday I'm getting it. I don't have to worry about mm -hmm. it. Sometimes if I read a longer article and it pops up when I'm not ready, I, it's not going to get read. It's, yeah, it's all about the context. It's all about creating that time for yourself. And then hopefully, you know, when, when you are ready to read, you know, find, having an easy way to find, uh, you know, the best of the best. This has such been a wonderful conversation. How can people stay up to date with all your writings? How can they access Portico? And what should they look for going forward? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, the easiest way is, is my, my Twitter handle, probably Jacob Feldman for, um, and then sportico.com and, and, you know, at sportico and all the um, social media platforms, you know, I, we've got 12 writers on staff. They're all doing incredible work. So if you want to, if you're, if you're interested in the, in the world of sports and where we're headed, um, sportico is, is the place to check out. Perfect. I won't take up any more time, but this is, this is absolutely brilliant. One of my favorite conversations of the year. So thank you so much. I right, appreciate it. I appreciate it. It was a lot of fun. Great questions. Awesome. Well, well best of luck and, and we'll talk soon. Thank you. Bye. Yeah. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. Wasn't that fantastic? Ah, so much, so much new information that I learned today. Just incredible. To keep up with date with Jacob, give him a follow on Twitter and be sure to check out his newest articles available on Sportico. My new book, Curiosity, is currently available on Amazon. Curiosity celebrates the knowledge that strangers have to offer. Everyone has unique expertise and endless wisdom awaits the perpetually curious. Featuring 200 episodes from the Any Given Runway Show. Curiosity explores the diverse lives of athletes, adventurers, and performers. From daring voyages across the Atlantic to unforgettable performances in the West End, Curiosity celebrates the sophisticated thing we call life. Everyone has a story. Each person is a scholar. Thank you for listening. Fill up that passport. I'll see you on the road. Adiento. Randall has become like, you know, New York's favorite son.